This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. Hello, listeners with attitude and heroes of the internet. This is a special little quick and dirty bonus episode going out to both feeds because I have a really interesting guest to talk about a project that he's working on that all of you would definitely enjoy. And he's here to ask you for your support. This is Andrew Bush, the director of the upcoming, is it a film or a television series? Series. It's a series, okay, because I was seeing stuff on your website it made it sound like it was going to be a film, but yeah, it's called Amano Recon. Yes, Amano Recon, that is correct. All right, all right. So this is, you know what? You tell all the listeners what uh, what this is about, because you're, okay. you're the man with the plan here. <laughs> okay. Thank you for having me on, first of all. It's a pleasure and an honor. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, so Amano Recon is an idea that is not a Power Rangers fan film. I kind of have to always say that it's very much Power Rangers inspired, but you know, there's a lot of people doing these R-rated Power Rangers ideas. It seems like, and we're one of them, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, some of them are you know like like Power Rangers Unauthorized, which was yeah. an R-rated fan film. I was actually on Giant Size Violence, actually talking uh-huh. about that, and I think it was some of the other ones that you. Know, that are, you know, that are a similar vein. But anyway, continue. Yeah, there's a lot of people trying to do this, and they are doing it. Legend of the White Dragon, right? They're working on that. Right, which you know? I I did think for the longest time that that was a, a, a some sort of a Power Ranger film, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, you gotta, you know, that's what we are trying to do too, where it's, if, you, if it's a fan film, you can never really, it's never really yours. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's a cool love letter. I've made it myself in the past, but... This is an original idea with obvious influences that my, my quick elevator pitch is that this is R-rated horror Power Rangers meets Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get your tone there. Stranger Things, if it was in the theater, I think it might be rated R, you know? Possibly. Um, <laughs> it's pretty bloody. People. It is. Like, yeah. So like we want to have like a lot of blood and gore in ours. Our suit is actually at the moment, mostly inspired by Kamen Rider Black. Right. I was uh, I was looking at that. I was looking over the website and all that. You've added new pictures to yeah. the Indiegogo, which... Correct. The Indiegogo... There will be a link to the Indiegogo page yes. and to the project website for everyone to check all of this out. And I uh, I was looking at some of the artwork. I also watched the little pitch film that you Thank made. You. you know, it's like a, like a mini film, you know, the, mm-hmm. to help promote the project. That definitely gives you a... Your taste of what you're going for here and yeah. i can see especially with the new artwork you posted the common writer influence yes yes <laughs> we put that right on the page too we have a little inf- influence board there like a little mm-hmm. pinterest board of our influences oh yeah 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 i uh yeah. I was, let me look that i'm gonna look that oh no that, that's uh i'm getting all your websites mixed up now <laughs> uh, yeah yeah um, so yeah Indiegogo right here so that. i'm looking at it right now so we have common writer black and Black Sun, which I've been watching Black Sun, and oh uh-huh. boy, Black Sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the, what's this band in the top right corner? I'm having a little trouble. So that's a band called Immortal. It's a Norwegian, Immortal, bla- okay. a Norwegian black metal band. And the, the Amano Recon is also the name of the band. 
mm-hmm. in the show. So what happens in the my apologies for that listener if you notice a change in andrew's sound quality is because we experienced technical difficulties that through (laughs) the magic of editing you didn't have to hear so anyway andrew you were telling us about the band okay yeah so i'm gonna recon is the name of the band in the show and they're going through the desert basically probably between LA and, and Las Vegas and they get abducted by aliens and that's how they get their suits essentially. Mm-hmm. And they it's don't X files. Yeah. It's X files. And they don't really know what happened to them at first. They're kind of sort of piecing it together as the rest of the episode goes. And then, you know, more things happen after that, but that's kind of their, origin and it's supposed to be yeah a lot of x-files even you know unsolved mysteries alien abduction there was a <laughs> there was a movie called fire in the sky yep that came, and that it was has the most horrific abduction sequence to this day i think and we tried to that's a you know some of that dna is is in the pitch video you see on indiegogo and it's on youtube as mm-hmm. well and you can see it on aminorecon.com also mm-hmm. so that that's kind of that was our idea. We tried to, you know, if we're going to make it R-rated, it's not going to just be bloody. You know, we want to have that like suspense and the some of the like conspiracy theory stuff and things mm-hmm. like that. I don't personally believe in much conspiracy theories, but they're fun for storytelling, and mm-hmm. that's you know, it, yeah, it's like an X Files kind of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. meets power rangers so mm-hmm. that's 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 our idea mm-hmm. well yeah. and and the thing is a common writer if even going all the way back to the original show in the 70s had some horror elements baked into that cake so it's always yeah. been an element and so the fact that common writer is particularly older common writer newer common writer has gone full tilt silly but yes that, yes that's, that's what sells right now unless you're talking about black sun black sun is about as far from silly as you <laughs> i know get. and amazons but, and all that yeah, yeah 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 although amazons is i think oh geez i don't remember when amazons came out that's a handful of years old at this point that is true yeah common writer usually leans a little bit darker mm-hmm. so yeah that was kind of a, a huge influence on, on us as well Common Rider Black is like the coolest one, I think. Oh yeah, I'm really of all excited of about that one. Yeah, the 1987 was it 87 yep. something like that. 87, yeah, and it's yeah. it's finally getting released stateside now, thanks to Discotech, which is pretty oh nice. Exciting. That's yep. cool. And the and, well, there's actually a lot that's getting released. You know, so you got that, and the Media Blasters are going to be releasing a handful of Common Rider movies from the early to mid 90s. A lot of which, if you haven't seen them, they'd be right up your alley. (laughs) One of them, one of them's called Shin Kamen Rider Prologue. Okay. That is basically Kamen Rider directed by David Cronenberg. (laughs) Cool. There's one called, there's one called Zio. It was like a movie. Zio, I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, That was really good practical effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was directed by Keita Memia, which is a director you would probably really like. Yeah. Yeah. He's worked on a lot of Common Rider. He's worked a bit on Super Sentai, and yeah. he, he make, he's made some some movies as well. That, like I said, check them out. I, I uh, did an episode actually on Henshin Men at the beginning of the year this year on nice. Hakider, 
that uh-huh. you would probably really enjoy. If you I've, I've seen it. one episode of that. That is cool. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a film. Oh, there was no Kikaida. series of that. There, it's based on a series. It's based yeah. on a series called Kakaida from the ah, 70s. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hakaider was the bad guy, but in this movie, he's an anti-hero. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, sounds you know, awesome. So check out K- anything by Keita Memia, and you'll you'll be in heaven. This, which is you know, to bring it back to Amano Recon, Amano Recon does seem like you know it's tapping into some similar energy as a Keita Memia movie. Yeah, pretty similar in like Giver and stuff like that. Giver, oh boy, Giver. <laughs> but I, I would like I, I don't want it to be so overly serious. Also, that it's not fun. I think right. that's one of the main things about Super Sentai and Power Rangers that it, you do need fun. But I yes, think that's why sure. I think Stranger Things is a pretty good pitch, like uh, to get the idea across because that. It's it's still fun a lot of the time, especially the first season of Stranger mm-hmm. Things. As mm-hmm. they got older, it was a little bit. I mean, it got a lot more serious, but mm-hmm. I think I think that first season, especially, is a, is a huge influence. Although our band, the band in the show, will be will be older, mm-hmm. but will be older than them. They'll be like yeah. how Stranger Things is now, or maybe even older mm-hmm. than that. But yeah. or uh, or maybe some of the later seasons of Power Rangers. You know, because as the, like show, as the show went on, especially during, in the Saban era, they started aging up the characters. They went from high schoolers to basically young professionals after a while. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that seems to be kind of what you're going for here. So you're they're not, quote unquote, teenagers with attitude, but they're young adults with attitude. They're basically they're young adults. They're in a the idea is they're in a a metal band that is like not fledgling, but not like playing arenas either. They're kind of mm-hmm. in this mid range. They're able to support themselves, but they're not rich. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just all part of the DNA, I think. Because mm-hmm. I mean, even well in the first American show, anyway, Ron Wasserman makes a metal song for the intro. Yes. So, like, I feel like heavy metal, in some sense, is very much a part of at least the American side of Power Rangers. Oh, for sure. You know, so it's yeah, just not sure. not a not a stretch, really. Yeah, Wasserman did the theme songs for the first six seasons, so all the way up to In Space, and then he came back for Power Rangers SPD. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I saw. So my history with the show is like I was there. I don't know how old you are, but. I'm 38. I was like eight when the show came out mm-hmm. and something like that. And I saw it that, that August morning, oh. like I, I was there, saw the premiere day one. I was a Hot huge day. fan, huge fan since the beginning. And <laughs> the other weird thing, I said this in the chat, but I wanted to say this too. Maybe other people had the similar experience. I was the youngest person in my class probably as well. So this is probably part of it. But I remember it was so frustrating to me because I loved it so much, but everybody else in class seemingly had moved on and they thought it was like a stupid show for babies or whatever. Oh yeah. (laughs) It kind of drove me crazy because I was like, we were all on board for Ninja Turtles. Why Uh are we not on board for this? And I've had, (laughs) this is like, to me, it was all kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then I've come to realize that a some people seem to really, even though they were that young, 
key in on the fact that they were just trying to sell toys, which is mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever. Of course, they all trying to do that, but they didn't like the cash grab aspect of it or something. <laughs> and then the other thing is like, it was live action. So they, they just couldn't accept it like they could Ninja Turtles, which was just a cartoon, except for the movies, I guess. I was going to say, what? <laughs> movies! <laughs> it, it was, I mean, it was a big hit, but I remember, like, most of the people around me at the time, and this is a conversation that's 30 years late, but, like, I remember, it was just kind of a frustrating time, because I it was just super into it, and, like, no one, no one really around me was into it. Did you have that experience at all, or... I've, I was one of the people who actually aged out of it a little bit okay. and then yeah. I rediscovered it again later. Okay. Yeah. I cut. So I watched it like all, like I was part of that original run MMPR and then, you know, see the movie in the theater and then watched it a little bit more, a little bit more after that. But I remember a little bit after the movie, maybe a few months, I don't know. I kind of like the show got old because it's kind of the Scooby-Doo effect. It was like kind of the same formula over and over, but huge, great memories from the show. And I remember, so then cut to the 2017 Power Rangers movie. And that movie's probably divisive among the fan base, but oh, it is, (laughs) but, but we covered it on the power trip and we got some pretty mixed responses from our episode because we were very positive toward it, but that's a whole, you know, whole to do, you know, Michael was very negative toward it and then (laughs) came around as we were prepping for the podcast. Okay. (laughs) Very interesting episode. I, I, you know, give it a listen when you, I should, I I need to listen to that. So not that I thought it was the greatest thing ever, but I did like it and it had problems, you know, Mm -hmm. but what it did to me was kind of open the floodgates of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And that was 2017. And then, you know, before that I had kind of allowed myself to be into nerdy stuff again. Like mm-hmm. it, it was kind of a slow ramp up from well, now everybody's just into nerdy stuff all the time. And, but you remember there was a time where people were kind of hiding it or what, or they just oh, didn't yeah. speak about it in public. But it got to the point where, you know, you open up the doors to, you know, talking about Batman as a 30-year-old, talking about Superman, talking about X-Men, all becomes fine. But then Power Rangers is that thing that's like maybe a little bit too immature for, for, for people our age to talk about. But when that movie came out, I kind of opened my heart to the idea of Power Rangers once again. And so then I started watching, you know... Power Rangers RPM, I saw all of that because I went online, did the whole search, like best Power Rangers other than MMPR, right? So mm-hmm. that's what everybody says, right? RPM and Lost in Space. So I saw those. And then I saw Go Kaiger, which was great. Saw Jetman on uh, Super mm-hmm. Sentai. Don Brothers right now that's airing in Japan is apparently written by the guy that wrote Jetman. Oh, really? <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> I didn't know that. I've seen a couple of those too, and it's it's pretty cool. They're pretty good, actually. It's weird when you watch that stuff because some, sometimes it's like this is good, but I kind of don't know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I watch Batman or something, I can tell you exactly why. But sometimes with like Japanese stuff, like anime and Sentai or whatever, I I don't know what it is exactly, which is kind uh, of the magic. Which is kind of the magic of it. It is. It, so it, it is. 
yeah, you know, I just, when the floodgates are open, I really got into it. And then we had the idea for I'm going to recon in 2020 Mm. during the pandemic, during quarantine. I was just like, Mm -hmm. really, I went to school for film. I'm in the film industry in LA, but Mm -hmm. you know, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to direct. I wanted to actually direct something. And I was just like, we're not going to do this unless we do this through Indiegogo or, or Kickstarter or something. So it's like, you know, if if anybody else wants to direct out there or produce or whatever, you can do it. You just have to crowdfund. So that's what we're trying to do right now. And Mm -hmm. campaign's still going. I think by the time I get these out onto the feed, there should be about a week left in the initial campaign. Yeah. Depending on how fast I can, you know, you know, get it out there. Yeah. But yeah. So, you mentioned the band, which I think is one of the uh, the one of the more unique aspects of this. I can't mm-hmm. think of, and I'm sure it might be out there, but I just finished watching the entirety of Power Rangers this year, so I can say, wait, M- Mighty Morphin, you mean what? Mighty Morphin, you mean, or the whole thing? The whole dang thing. I've watched uh, through the Power Trip. I have watched all 29 seasons. Wow. Well, okay. Uh, you, you probably covered this before. What's your favorite season? My top five are In Space, Time Force. This is in no particular order. In Space, Time Force, Lost Galaxy, SPD, and RPM. Okay, cool. I haven't seen SPD yet. I, 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 I'm going to watch Deco Ranger at some point because right. that looks pretty, pretty cool. Oh, it is. Let me, let me tell you, the alien dog man looks like he should be stupid. He is easily one of the coolest characters in the entire franchise. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's cool. Yeah, I, I feel like even that, that's what. To me, that's what the Japanese are good at. They're it's it seems like they're good at combining the ridiculous with the amazing. The yeah. uh, the the kind of like at first seems stupid, but then is actually the deepest thing you've ever seen. Right, and like th- like Godzilla. You know, it's a big <laughs> lizard destroying a city, which is s- stupid when you first see it. But I mean, it looks cool. But you know what I mean? Like it, if you don't really think about it, it's kind of it can be well, kind of dumb sounding. Trust me, sir. I run another podcast called the Monster Island Film Fault, where I approach things like Godzilla and Kaiju from an academic perspective. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's all about like the it's a reaction to the, you know the A bomb and and radiation yes. and what has man wrought the hubris of yeah. man and all that. Mm-hmm. Like the Japanese, they've combined. It's just I think that's one of their strong suits, really. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So all all that to say, there have been characters on ranger teams who were musicians or singers maybe even part of a band but the entire team is not a band and i can't think of a super sentai team i could be speaking in ignorance i can't think of a super sentai team that's like that which is what i think make is one of the things that makes your project unique so i thought we would talk a little bit about the characters and you know some of the actors that we have in here okay so you have naomi Kuma Amano, which is I'm guessing <laughs> yeah. where the uh, the name of the of the band in the series comes from. She's our lead. She'll yep. be she's Amano Green. Mm-hmm. And yep. she's so but, she's the one in the short film on YouTube and on the campaign page. Yeah, played by Ami Shimada. I just mm-hmm. before we started recording, I watched the little like TikTok video that she made promoting <laughs> this and she is dang cute i just want to say and just and very charming so she's she's great i didn't even i i asked her to share the 
share Amino Recon on her pages, and she was like, "Okay, I will." And then she just makes that video. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask her. I didn't ask her to make a video, but she did, and so mm-hmm. that's that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. So. so- yeah, I think you've got yeah. a you've got a solid lead there. And the other thing I want to mention this I think is interesting. So we have a, a team of five five mm-hmm. band members, and one of the things that is also a little bit different I noticed just looking over our you know our ra- not ragtag but our crew here is you've flipped the script a little bit here. Normally, the uh, our Power Ranger teams have three boys and two girls. This has three girls and two boys. I find that, that is correct. Yes. Yeah, I was like, ooh, is it going to be like an all-girl band? That'd be kind of interesting. It's like hardcore Sailor Moon. That's what we thought. <laughs> you know, we, we, Which we, actually sounds kind of amazing, hardcore Sailor Moon. It honestly <laughs> should exist. Um, at this it's a point. bunch of punk. It's a bunch of punk girls. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. What, actually, now that you mentioned it, I don't know why that doesn't exist already. <laughs> I'm sure if I dig around on the internet, I'll find it. But so we have, uh, so we have Kuma Amino, and mm-hmm. then we have Maya... Agarwai? Agarwal, excuse Agarwal. Agarwal. me. Yeah, so she's the lead guitarist. No, not lead. Or wait, no, because there's a oh, there's lead guitar and she's guitar. Okay, correct. Right, and yeah, there's little profiles of each one of them on here. Oh, I should mention the actress. So it's Rabani, right? Rabani Kaur, I believe. Okay, and so there's little character profiles here for each one of them. So you get not only an idea of what position they play in the band, but the, their personality, which I think at least in my head, you know, being a writer, I'm looking at this and think, Oh, okay. I can see how the character dynamics are going to work here. Yeah. They're they're The idea for me with the band is that they're mostly chill with each other because they've been with each other for a long time. They have a history. They've been through drama together before but that's not to say drama doesn't pop up and oh, yeah. not to, not to spoil everything we're going to do, but the, what we want to have happen in the first episode is Kuma, the lead Ami Shimada is considering leaving the band for a few mm-hmm. reasons. So that's how our drama starts to hey, unfold. I like it. Yeah. So because it can be tough being a heavy metal band and she has some other family things going on and, mm-hmm. and things like that. I don't want to give yeah, away if, everything. Uh, if I may ask before we continue to, you know, doing a quick rundown of the characters, the, do you have experience being in a band? I don't. I'm learning to play the drums now. Mm-hmm. My brother's okay. in bands. My, like we grew up, you know, we're huge fans of music and mm-hmm. heavy metal and punk and stuff. And so it's always been a huge part of my life. My mom okay. had a, has a, we grew up on her mother's record collection. Like okay. I'm kind of surprised sometimes like with guardians of the galaxy, like people seem to be hearing these songs for the first time. I know it's right. <laughs> but I mean, not to, that makes, I don't want to sound overly negative or whatever, but it's just some, not, I, I'm, let me just say, let me put it this way. I feel lucky to have grown up with a mother that kind of gave us the gift of music. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I was just wondering because, you know, since this is one of the central facets of the show and I was wondering you know, if that was coming from experience or something like that, you know, it, it was, you know, it just, I've grown up around, around bands. I don't play, I, I wouldn't call myself a drummer yet. I'm yeah. practicing drums, but like right. I, I'm a huge music fan. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on metal TikTok and metal YouTube a lot. 
<laughs> looking at the latest, you know, album releases and stuff like that. So right, right. And you know, speaking of drums, the next character I was going to mention real briefly is Amy Montoya, who plays drums, played by I'm probably going to screw up this name, Mara Namiranian. Okay, see, you know, you're you work with these people. You're the man. So <laughs> she looks like kind of judging by the profile and you know and and looking at the cast picture so she looks like she's probably the oldest member of the band potentially. <laughs> don't, don't say that to her directly i don't mean that i don't mean like she's substantially older i just mean yeah. like you know she looks she, a little bit older than everybody else actually i do think rich is the oldest the guy playing hayden okay in real life but you know rich what we Rose, have we, yep. yeah we haven't really you know nailed down like their ages in the show mm -hmm. but maya rabani is mm -hmm. is the youngest that has been nailed down and rich bite since he's the oldest in real life we might not fake that too much but we we actually haven't you know we haven't assigned ages exact ages to them just yet yeah i'm just double checking the profile here yeah because it says she oh i can't highlight it <laughs> oh yeah she, she can be a friend to maya at times when maya wants kuma to be her big sister figure so maybe i had it a little bit mixed up there <laughs> yeah that's i mean that's right some of this might change a little bit as we get into it but that's the idea i wish we had the screenwriter here to go oh into, yeah we should uh, ins and outs. Uh, yeah we should mention her a little bit here so yes uh, Susie clay hartman correct is your screenwriter here and she's got some credentials, let me tell you. I mean, I was going through there. And she's, you know, she's got a, ma a master of fine arts and creative writing. I'm like, oh, a fellow master's degree holder, I see. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bachelor's in, in German. And yeah. I love her. The first sentence of her profile here is like, it says, Susie Clay Hartman is a writer of science fiction and horror with a comedian's heart. Don't ask her where she keeps it. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she you know i had the like kind of the basic idea but she definitely was like helped to flesh it out and actually write the script right and listen to right. my i'm sure she'll laugh at this but my billion notes that i have <laughs> the billions yeah i mean I, I you know i had i had the like the gist of it but not mm. the not the actual script so mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, Susie's knocking it out of the park. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so like Amy Montoya, who's played by, who's going to be played by Mira Namirani and is also dating Hayden in the band. They're the mm -hmm. only couple that's, that's, that's in the band. Yep. So uh, Hayden Erickson, who plays mm -hmm. bass guitar, played by Rich Rose, which that's actually interesting because if we're, you know, to go back to the Power Rangers comparison, we've had couples in power rangers but they're couples that form over the course of the show most famously kim and tommy yeah. but there's only ever been one one power rangers series that had a pre-established couple on the team before they were power rangers they were already a couple who was that and it, it was ninja steel which is uh, one of the which is that's one, one of, the, of the more uh, recent ones is, uh, one of the worst <laughs> Power Rangers. It's, it's one of them. It's one of the recent ones, right? With Christy Ann, with the was the was the Pink yes. Ranger. Yeah, 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 about yeah. Five, from about five years ago. Yeah, it uh -huh. is, uh, it's not great, but you know, it had its moments. I, I love it when they do the Ninja seasons, but yeah, that one. I I did see Hurricane or whatever the Ninja. No, one. that was for Ninja Storm. 
Ninja Storm. I saw the Japanese side of that one, which was pretty, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, the Ninja was what they used for Ninja Steel. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, they're not all winners. No, no, they're, no, they're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Although this uh, Ninja Steel is one of those examples where it's ruined by two characters. Oh, uh, okay. Everybody else is okay for the most part, but yeah, two characters come in and ruin everything. I'll Hopefully, probably skip you it. guys avoid that trap. <laughs> I think I'll, I think I'll just skip that one. It seems to yeah, be kind yeah, of universally panned. There's, there's only really one episode worth watching, which is the, which is Dimensions in Danger, which was the 25th anniversary episode, and unfortunately or uh, unfortunately yeah now is the last performance of jdf as tommy oliver oh man yeah that was uh obviously rough but uh <laughs> yeah for sure but yeah. anyway and then uh, our final band member is aki bahari he's your le- he's the lead guitarist played by sancer sincere 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 lawrence okay so yeah aki aki his name is Akita, but, and that's actually a Swahili name, but I, I liked know, it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it because it sounded Japanese also. It so, does. <laughs> so we call, is it, you know, we're going to call him Aki for short in this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he's like first generation, like, you know, his parents have accents kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's his background, but also he's going to be our character. Who's like kind of more on the spectrum than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. That's our idea for him. And he, you know, when I say, you know, I say uh, Spectrum, I mean Asperger's, right? Mm-hmm. And that's also why he's kind of a guitar virtuoso. Mm-hmm. So he kind of puts his energy into that. And mm-hmm. he's going to be the, it says here he's going to be the the geek on the he's, team too. Yeah, he's kind of the geek, but they're all, they're all going to be kind of geeky in their own ways, but he's going to be kind of like the more comic book geeky kind of guy, I guess. Right. And right. maybe kind of the nerd avatar of the group. Mm-hmm. And he'll... My idea for him is that he'll he'll have kind of dry humor. Mm-hmm. He'll be funny, but definitely always dry, always. I don't want to say subtle because people in the spectrum aren't usually subtle, but <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have yeah. a, I have a younger brother who's on the spectrum. So I know. <laughs> yeah. My younger brother's uh, on pretty highly functioning, but he's technically oh, on so the spectrum. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the band we, you know, had to make these character profiles or well, you don't have to make it, but that's one of the things well, you no, do you, when you're writing. Uh, speaking as a writer, yeah. having character yeah. profiles is very good for you as the creator and also can get people interested. And that this gives us a little bit of a chance to kind of uh, talk about some, I'm guessing potential cast members who, yeah, who my listeners would be, would know. And, you know, I think, you know, will definitely get you some attention for sure. So you want to tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, so Jack Guzman from, you know, Wild Force, the Black Ranger from that. Annie Delgado. Yeah, yeah, him. And and Phil, Jean-Marie, also the Blue Ranger <laughs> from there. They are, I wouldn't say officially attached, but they've given me basically, they said they'll do it as long as the, the money's there, essentially. Right. <laughs> But you know, you know, they're actors. The important thing is there's interest. Yes, they're, but yeah, they're actors. They need to get paid for their work, and obviously, and so yeah, we guys got to pay them the rate, obviously, and that's where Indiegogo comes in. Everybody basically, 
And so, yeah, they're interested. I don't, they're not going to be Rangers in it. They probably will be villains. I was going to say, well, who, uh, I, I see a lot of stuff here about the bands, about our heroes. Who are the villains going to be in this? You know, the villains okay. are as big, if not a bigger deal in stuff like you know, in Tokusatsu. So I'm okay. really curious. I mean, we see some, you know, so I think I'm trying to remember. It's been a little bit since I've seen the the short film, the pitch film. I think it was just a, it was like a gray alien and some men in black type characters. So, you know, what can we expect here? Yeah. So they're basically like the, the conspiracy theory version of the men in black. Mm hmm. Not the Will Smith type. Will Smith type is based on the conspiracy theory version where they're essentially, it's kind of like a body snatchers kind of thing where mm -hmm. they are aliens trying to do a human impression mm -hmm. and they fall into the uncanny valley, mm -hmm. basically. And that's what makes them creepy. And we do have this kind of figured out, but I don't want, I don't know if I want to give out too much just yet. No, but, no, 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 no. That's fine. I yeah. was just, you know, just to let everybody know, it's like, you know, what kind of uh, villains are we dealing with? And I, I know everybody, especially in the Tokusatsu world wants, you know, a monster look and we do want to have that, but with the budget that we have currently, we just went with this kind of, you know, men, evil men in black kind of thing. Yeah. Which and, is, and we're, yeah. And we're going to, I've, I've toyed around with the idea of putting some sort of prosthetics on them, mm. especially if they like, let's say just before, and this is something I'm just brainstorming, by the way, this is not uh -huh. vinyl or anything, but they will like just before a kill or something, or before they think they'll kill or something, maybe their face changes or something like that. Mm. Make it, you know, kind of more special effects driven, mm -hmm. but we haven't quite gotten that far yet in the pitch. It's just a, a man in black played by Joseph Strothman. Mm -hmm. Awesome job. Love the creepiness. I, I think one of the influences other than men in black is kind of the guy from the guy that says friendo in uh, there will be blood or no country for old men. I mean, Oh, okay. Air uh, Bardem. Okay. Especially if you can imagine like how he is when he walks into the gas station or something in that one mm -hmm. scene and he just pops mm -hmm. the guy in the forehead. Like, mm -hmm. That that kind of like kind of detached personality, mm -hmm. I think, is gonna is kind of like one of our main things, and also Edgar from Men in Black, the oh, guy yeah. that's like sugar water. You know that was yeah, give me yeah. sugar. Maybe not, <laughs> maybe not quite that much, but like that's definitely like something that we one of the influences we want to put into to these guys. So they're. They're kind of the villains for Amino Recon, at least at least for now. So okay, yeah. How many? Uh, so let's get to some you know some nitty gritty here. So this is meant to be a series. So how many episodes are you hoping to produce? Well, we'd like to have eight or ten. We okay, we, but but at the moment, to be honest with you, we're we're focusing. Let's just get this first one made. Right. You know, it's like one get, thing, one thing at get a time. You, get that, you know, get that good solid pilot done, and you know, good solid pilot. Out. And especially if we have fight scenes, you know, that can be ten to twenty grand a day. Uh huh. You know, because <laughs> also we'll have to make a whole different extra set of suits that are the mm -hmm. stunt people's suits, mm -hmm. and you have to make the helmets without the visors in them, right? Mm -hmm. So. 
that's a lot of budget just for mm-hmm. essentially one night, probably maybe two nights for us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's probably be 20 grand if we want like a full on fight scene. So, but again, if it doesn't, I hate to say this, I hate to be negative in any way, but if, if we, if it doesn't make 75 grand or whatever, there is another path because they make low budget horror all the time. So right. it, w- it would just kind of steer more towards like a slasher film of some sort. Like mm-hmm. I do like the idea of power Rangers versus Michael Myers mm-hmm. or maybe Freddie because Freddie's a little bit more magical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I basically, think yeah, basically yeah, the you're, you're saying that, you know, like, a pilot for this it could be like, it could be styled like a slasher film where the monster of the week is like a slasher killer. Kind of. Yeah. Cause in st- like in those films, they don't have a big fight. So, mm-hmm. but we would probably need them to do something in those suits at the same time. Right, <laughs> you know what obviously. I mean? So the yeah. suits got to pay off. I know where people listening are like, well, they got to fight in the suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get it. We're, we're going to try to work with our budget as much as we can when the suits, right. And there's there are some things that I've thought of that I think other Power Rangers fans have thought of. Like, actually, I don't want to give this away, but there's something yeah, about yeah, yeah. there's something about the we do have like an added feature of the suits that would play in the fight scenes. Let's put it that way. Right. So, right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, how long do you would you like ideally? How long would you like of the episodes to be out of curiosity? We want to do the standard 23 minute 23 with, minutes. Okay. with commercials, but you know, it wouldn't be yeah. commercials these days, but 23 to 30 minutes. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Uh-huh. Something like that. Yeah. Have, where are you hoping to get this released? We would love for it to be on shutter or mm-hmm. Amazon prime or something like that. That would be, you know, the ideal, like why would Shutter is like the home for horror, right? If, if people out there don't know, it's like it's the net it's like Netflix, but only horror. Yes. And that's like I don't like if if I were them, I would want something like this, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And they've made Psycho Gorman. Yes. So, you know, looking at all this, you got a lot. Yeah, I mean, you got a solid premise. You've got the you know, you've got a screenwriter, got you as the director good cast solid characters so you know the the important thing right now is you need the money to make this so we've talked about the log line and you know uh the things like that the premise so what would be your you know the big pitch that you would like you're sitting down with right now you know you're talking to my listeners tokusatsu fans people who love common rider and ultraman and power ranger super sentai is like, you know, they maybe they're interested in this, but you know, what can you offer? Let's yeah, let's talk about that for the campaign. What can you offer them to put their hard-earned money toward this project? Besides the final product, obviously. You're talking about like getting goods? Yes. Merch. Yes, yeah, 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 all the ter- all the tiers and everything that you're offering here. Okay, so currently we're only offering shirts, like they're like band t-shirts. Okay. However, I'm just going to go ahead and go ahead and say it. We're going to do Kickstarter as well when this is done. <laughs> so I'll just give you that link when that's out, when that's done. And we're going to have more physical goods for that right now. We have a lot of non-physical goods like 
behind the scenes photos you get like bts shots you can get like your own credit in the thing and mm-hmm. things like that but then the physical is a shirt yes and but i am looking into getting like what do you think would be best stickers or a postcard or i i i think those could work for sure yeah but you know, offering some sort of physical merch, I do think would de- you know, would definitely be of interest here. The, yeah, given that's... the given the level that you're at, I mean, I can see doing a lot of things like artwork would probably be the way to go. Unless you uh, unless you want to do something really nuts, like have like the highest tier possible, only have one, and do something like an action figure. But that's more money. <laughs> I mean, with but, 3D printing, you could do that. Not not super hard these days, probably. But right. I mean. We could possibly do that, but I think autograph posters. The yeah, posters. I have, I do have some like kind of mini posters mm-hmm. for it already. So I can, I can maybe do that and like, I guess posters and pins and, and things pins, like that. yeah, yeah. Get get the merch yeah. going for the low because the the shirts because I want to put them on like pretty good quality fabric too mm-hmm. like i'm gonna make them good shirts i really want to do that right and because sometimes you know you get like a band t-shirt or something it's like the worst fabric it's like the yeah actually doing stuff that would be band focused would probably be you know the route to go like guitar picks or something like that that's cool that's actually cool uh, yeah yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you know, Tap it to the uniqueness of whatever your premise is. So you know, like, so tailored to that, you know, uh, drumsticks. Like if you could put like yeah. a mono recon on drumsticks, guitar picks, or oh, I'm trying to think. You know, that's a good idea. Like that, that's, especially at the lower some... lower tiers. Like right, yeah, guitar picks. If you if you do twenty five bucks or something to that effect. Right, right. Yeah. I'm also trying to think uh, like along the X Files paranormal route. You could do you know do something like that. Yeah, alien plushie. I don't know. Yeah, an alien plushie. Yeah. <laughs> the the, um, the official Amano uh, Amano Recon plushie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be cool. But <laughs> the, the um, go, go to like build a bear and you know make like yeah. an Amano Recon bear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I'm glad to hear that you're uh, you're. you're determined to make this work. So you're going to be so you're going to be you're doing Indiegogo right now, and you're going to do Kickstarter next. Kickstarter will be next. We want to do Indiegogo first because on Indiegogo, you can keep the money even if you don't reach your goal. Oh, that's good. On Kickstarter, you have to reach your goal. So we'll have like a much lower goal on Kickstarter. Right. And it'll be our second go around. So I think actually it'll be better in some ways, to be honest with you. Not that Indiegogo page looks pretty good overall. but Oh, it does. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's It's pretty solid. Thank you. We just yeah. need to get like yeah, what you said—the physical and, goods. We need to get the physical goods. Right, right, right. And your—I uh, have to say—you're. I'm looking at your official website right here, monorecon.com, and it's impressive. Thank you. That was just made you, on Wix. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I don't know how you went about doing it, but you know, solid work here. And I've seen some. I've worked. <laughs> uh, I've you know I've made some websites over uh, in my day, and I've seen some pretty awful ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that was ma- mainly a Wix template, but we did do some changes here and there on it. But yeah, thank yeah, you. but still, but still, yeah. solid, uh, solid work all around. So, is there anything else you want to mention? Uh, we've covered a lot. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I mean, yeah, if you could just check out our Indiegogo page, and our Kickstarter will be up eventually, probably in January. January, okay. Send me a link mm-hmm. when you've got the Kickstarter ready, and I will be sure to... I'll be sure to share that and get that out there. Let everybody know Uh, if you want to, you want to cut like a little promote, you know, like a little, like one minute promotional or something like that. I can throw that up onto the podcast feed, give everybody a quick little update. Say, Hey, go check out the Kickstarter. I'd be more than happy to do that for you. Thank you. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yes. That'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to just see, you know, uh, something that's not power Rangers, but power Rangers inspired because also, like to respect the Power Rangers fan base, you know, I, I do feel like I am aware that there are is probably a portion of the Power Rangers fan base that's like, why are we doing all this dark stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, why like you're you're going so dark with something that's not supposed to be dark? Like, I, I get that, but that's why <laughs> that's why you know we made like the suits mainly a common rider suit for one. But the thing is, the what's different from from common riders, it will be a team aspect like power Rangers. Right. And it's, it's not power Rangers. It's just inspired by power Rangers. So hopefully we don't disenfranchise any power Rangers fans out there with this kind of thing. You know what I mean? I, I don't think you have much to worry about there because this is its own thing influence. Yeah, for sure. But this is its own thing. So I think because of that, it will help people to you know, to separate the two. So it's like, okay, this is the this is Power Rangers. This is a mono recon. A mono recon is its own thing. Because what would you like to see out of it? What would I like to see? I, I yeah, I, I would be the I I would really like to see you lean into this interesting combination of of premises the the band, the conspiracy theory the uh, x-files sort of stuff because the it's one of those things where it doesn't feel like you know those are necessarily things you would automatically associate with each other Uh, to use a power ranger example which and also super sentai because the premise is the same lightspeed rescue and go go five where you have firefighters and paramedics fighting demons (laughs) wouldn't necessarily think about that and now there's an, a popular anime right now called fire force that's basically uh-huh. the same thing firefighters fighting demons <laughs> they're always fighting demons yep so yeah. you know so here you have the heavy metal band dealing with the the men in black doing yeah. scrupulous things you know, so i'd love to see you you know lean into that i could see potential conflict with you know maybe like the band is still trying to be a band but now they got to be superheroes too and yeah like yeah that. You know, yeah. I think that I say lean into what makes this you uh, what makes this unique, and I think you're gonna. That's how you can distinguish yourself. Thank you. Yeah, I think we're gonna. We have thought about a lot of that, and yeah, I mean, it's actually kind of surprising, right? Like that a band is a group of young people that are friends, and like it's never been done in Sentai before. So you know, it's just kind of it's it's kind of surprising, right? I, yeah, I think it's yeah. kind of interesting. I, and, and actually, you know what you could do later? This would be really fun, actually. You could do a tie-in albums with Amano Recon. <laughs> like, like actually yeah. get like the band's music and put it out. <laughs> you know, it's like a promotional tie-in. <laughs> that's going to be like, we haven't gotten there yet. Because I think they'll be on the run for a bit. They, they'll kind of have to skip out on their tour. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm revealing the most I've ever revealed before. But anyway. Uh, no, that's okay, fine. man. But, but if you want but, me to edit anything out, let me know. Nah, it's cool. It's cool. It's still kind of not too too many details, but like, but that will be a challenge 
once we get there, I think it's kind of like a season finale kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. when they're actually playing a, a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then we'll have to probably do some creative shooting with, because I don't think any of those guys play any instruments or not the instruments that are, they're assigned to. Well, no, they, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can find some clever way. You can find some clever ways around that. You know, have yeah. uh, have a you know, you know like get a band if you know a band. You know, get them to make the music, and then you can kind of yeah. shoot it music video style. But you can put the music out as a like I said as a promotional tie-in. I just think that would be fun. Yeah, it'd be great. I love I love all the tie-ins with this stuff. It's a lot of a lot of cool potential. I think for sure. Right, right. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. You know, the I a lot of times because I've. For me personally speaking, you know, speaking as a podcast host and someone who's yeah. a fan of this sort of material, there comes a point where you have partaken of so much of it that unless it's a franchise that you're particularly invested in, you're looking for something that has a new idea yeah. or at least a, an interesting new combination of ideas. So you're like, okay, I want to see what this does now. So like I said, you're telling me Men in Black and Conspiracy Theories and Metal Band. I'm like, okay, I want to see how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, also, modern day too. Not in the 80s. Not like Stranger right. Things. I wanted to say that because a lot. some people, when you say heavy metal, they only think of the 80s. This is a modern... We actually put that in our synopsis. Modern day heavy metal band. Yeah. And now everybody's got Eddie Munson in their head too, which is cool. Love Eddie Munson. Metal's, <laughs> metal kind of came back a little bit too with Metallica and everybody with the Stranger Things, which is cool. But it's 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 modern day and and yeah. So I I'm just saying I see a lot of potential with this. I really do. I mean, I you could even maybe even do. Uh, this, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but you know, I'm ahead, thinking like, like here here's a premise for you. Like maybe one time they decide to maybe at least once maybe they actually wear the suits and do a show just to see if they. Can- <laughs> you know, we thought of that, but that, again, that's kind of a ways away. But yeah, yeah, like it would be it'd be interesting. But the thing is, it kind of blow their cover because I think yeah. that they're they're kind of on the run from the men in black for a while, I think. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I could see some some potential fun to be had with that if they wanted to be like a really theatrical metal band. You, you know? know, that's true. I mean, yeah, they, they they will be my idea anyways. They're kind of a theatrical band like mm-hmm. They're not, they're not like Nirvana wearing just flannel. Like they're a little mm-hmm. bit theatrical. I mean, I love Nirvana and flannel, but, <laughs> but <laughs> the, there's kind of two schools of thought with that, right? Either theatrical or not theatrical. Yeah. So, so they're yeah. a little bit more theatrical. I was going to say, you know, I mean, maybe you don't have to go full tilt kiss, but <laughs> yeah, not fully kiss, but actually their look would, some of the makeup would be, it's called corpse paint. It's mm-hmm. part of a uh, black metal, and mm-hmm. like they would, they might wear that at least on, every now and again when they're on stage. So right. that's right. their that'll be kind of their deal. A lot, you know, again, like Metalocalypse, a little bit of oh, yeah. that vibe too because it's a comedy. We do want mm-hmm. comedic elements in this. <laughs> I don't want it to be over serious. Another good one for everybody out there. Also, there's a there's a movie called Green Room, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's a horror movie where Patrick Stewart is in it. And it's a punk band. Have you seen this before? No, but I love Patrick Stewart. So uh, you might, you've probably, I think you had me at Patrick Stewart. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a punk band that finds themselves in, you know, there's Nazi punks. It's kind of a Mm -hmm. subculture. They were probably big in the eighties, but they're still around. 
and they they're on tour and they find themselves at a Nazi punk venue and they didn't know this and Patrick Stewart is like the leader of like this white supremacy group oh boy and and he's the villain in it but it's a it's a you know we're not going to have Nazi stuff in ours but it's kind of a good influence because this band in the movie finds himself in a crazy situation and it's a horror movie and they have to find them they have to you know figure their way out of it and all right so yeah we're gonna put as much of that dna in this as well if we can although green room's not that funny it's pretty kind of (laughs) it's just a straight up horror movie we're gonna be a little bit funnier than that so right right well I think we, you know, we've covered all the bases here again. If you ever want to come on and do a, you know, a quick update or something like that, I, you know, let everybody know about the, you know, the Kickstarter. I'd love to have you on again. This has been a great conversation. Thank you. I, I wish you good luck and Godspeed on your project. I, as speaking as someone who is also an, an indie creator, the, you know, writing books and doing podcasts, working on audio dramas. You know, I, I understand the hustle. I respect the hustle, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on tonight. Thank you. And just, thank you for that. It's been awesome being on. I love talking about this stuff. And just one last thing. I do two podcasts myself as well. Oh, okay. Shameless one, self-promotion. <laughs> you got to. Stan Lee said, always plug. So yes, <laughs> following in and Stan, he was a master at that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so following in Stan Lee's footsteps, I will say that my other, my, I have two podcasts. One is superhero stuff. You should know where mm. it's a lot of basically American comic book movie stuff, but not just movies, Ooh. but deep dives in the scripts that were never made as well. Uh, things like that. We, t- we really kind of take it from a screenwriter's perspective Oh, great. Uh, mo- mostly Batman talk, but we do venture off into other things. But we have found that people really love Batman 89, like the first Keaton, the first, the first, the Keaton Batman movies, mm-hmm. like those always get a, like more views than usual on those. But we did release recently, uh, there was a James Cameron Spider-Man script. There's a yep. couple of them. So we did a deep dive into the first one. The second one is going to come later on. And then the other one is I've been playing video games my whole life. <laughs> like probably a lot of the audience. And I have one called Gaming Gaiden. If you remember the game Na- Ninja Gaiden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's Gaming, G-A-I-D-E-N, Gaming Gaiden. And we're doing that one in seasons, but that one is basically the first season is 10 episodes, and we interview mainly Japanese to English translators and what the translation process is like in the gaming world. So. Ah. And also there's two little bonus or two little wildcard episodes where we interview writers from Electronic Gaming Monthly Magazine, which was around back in the 90s, grew up reading this magazine. And Mm -hmm. so kind of before the Internet, gaming magazines were the thing. So uh, that's (laughs) it. That's it. Superhero stuff you should know and gaming guided. Wow. Uh, Yeah. I, you actually, I, I'm guessing you would know about this, but talking, speaking of unmade Batman and Tokusatsu, did you know there was going to be a Batman meets Godzilla? Uh, we've already, we've already covered a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I'm friends with a guy who is making that into a fan comic. Oh, he's been on our show twice. Oh, has he? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a cool dude. I need to get him on again once he gets the third and final issue out. <laughs> he's su- he's super cool. Yeah, yeah. We've we've had a great time with him and. 
And yeah, I guess he, I guess he's been making the rounds in the podcast world. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. he has. Yeah. Yes, he that's has. awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, like I said, you know, it's great to hear about all of this stuff. So listeners with attitude, heroes of the internet, please go to the link in the show notes. Give this man some support to make a mono recon a reality. Thank you, everybody. All right. And with that, please do remember to leave us some five-star ratings for both shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podchaser. And, you know, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcaster of choice. And what am I going to say? Check out the latest album from the Henshin Doctors. And may the power protect you. This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC.